Hello, good afternoon everybody, thanks for joining us, huge thank you to everybody who was in the live chat last night with the Russell Brand Roundtable Debates, I had an absolute fantastic time getting the opinions of so many people over such a short period of time. Today we're going to break down all the latest Russell Brand news, of which there is an absolute ton, and the biggest news story in the last 24 hours is, of course, Rumble rejecting the UK government's, quote, disturbing letter as video site defends letting Russell Brand monetize content on Rumble. Yes, Carol Dynage again. She pops up everywhere, doesn't she? Do you remember all that coverage you were doing? with steeples and we've got steeples back at 5 p.m tomorrow it's already been set up do you remember all that coverage we were doing hugh edwards schofield the dynage always gets in there to set things straight for the media establishment all right so let's look a bit more closely at what has happened here Rumble has rebutted the UK government's request where Dynage asked if Rumble would stop Russell Brand from earning money on that platform following the beep allegations. A statement was issued on Rumble's ex-Twitter feed that the company had received an extremely disturbing letter from a committee chair from the British government. In response, it said it emphatically rejects the UK Parliament's demands and would not join a cancel culture mob. We are going to look at the full statements. So let me scroll down to them. Caroline Dynage is the chair of the Commons Culture, Media and Sport Committee. She is widely reported to have written to several social media platforms, including Rumble, over the allegations. What I cannot fathom is if someone has got crimes alleged against them and an investigative documentary team such as Channel 4 Dispatches has unearthed these alleged crimes then that naturally becomes a police matter. How on earth does the British government jump into the mix when all we've got presently are allegations that have not been processed by a criminal court? This boggles my mind. And I know we've been doing surveys all week as to whether people think there's a bigger picture at play here. By writing, and by writing letters to several social media platforms, the British government's intervention, when nobody has yet been convicted of a crime, there's a, supposedly a presumption of innocence in the UK justice system as there is in the US justice system. It beggars belief as to what's going on here, and it adds greatly to the global suspicions that there is a bigger 
picture at play here. Why does the UK government want to stop Russell Brand from earning income from his videos on Rumble? What right do they have to make this request? Wow. Anyway, the response to Rumble noted that uh, Russell is going to continue to profit from his content. So what we've got here is, while we recognize that Rumble is not the creator of the content published by Mr. Brand, we are concerned that he may be able to profit from his content on the platform. This is Caroline Dynage writing to Rumble CEO Chris Pavlovsky. We would be grateful if you could confirm whether Mr. Brand is able to monetize his content including his videos relating to the serious accusations against him. If so, we would like to know whether Rumble intends to join YouTube in suspending Mr. Brand's ability to earn money on the platform. So, as we've already reported, YouTube demonetized Russell's channel. They've not terminated his channel. They have demonetized it saying that he has violated the company's creator responsibility policy. And let me just do a little sidetrack on that and just look over. I want to look over the specific wording that YouTube used because it is vague. So they said that the decision is going to stop from making money um, on the platform, which primarily comes from adverts embedded in videos. And applies to, now here's a quote, all channels that may be owned or operated by him. Stressing that its rules apply to behavior off the platform as well. So here's the YouTube law they're citing. If a creator's off-platform behavior harms our users, employees, or ecosystem... We take action to protect the community. So that's quite vague as far as I'm concerned because people are in the chat even earlier saying it's specifically because he's committed crimes. They're saying that if people commit crimes, you can't have a YouTube channel, etc. But that is not what's happened here. It's saying if a creator's off-platform behavior harms our users, employees, or ecosystem... We take action to protect the community. And YouTube's had a huge backlash for doing that. And Rumble has refused to fall in lockstep with YouTube. So, continuing this news story then. So, while the social me messaging site deplores beep assault our word on all serious crimes and does not agree with the behavior of many rumble creators it claimed it's vital to note that the recent allegations against russell brand have nothing to do with content on rumble's platform this is the response to dynage we have devoted ourselves to the vital cause of defending a free internet meaning an internet where no one arbitrarily dictates which ideas can or cannot be heard, or which citizens may or may not be entitled to a platform. And I think many of us agree with that. 
We regard it as deeply inappropriate and dangerous that the UK Parliament would attempt to control who is allowed to speak on our platform or earn a living from doing so. Yeah, so not only are they trying to cancel his freedom of speech, they're trying to cancel him from earning a living doing so. Wow. So, Russell Brand has got 1.4 million subs on Rumble, 6.6 million on YouTube. And his subs have increased on YouTube every single day since the Dispatches Channel 4 program aired. Which means even if some people were unsubscribing after watching it, he's had far more subscribers jump on to make up the slack. And of course his views are going down because he stopped posting videos. Which is mission accomplished if there is a bigger picture going on here. The last video he posted was the one on Friday. And um, Rumble finished. Let's let's see. Here's, here's the full response. Um, well, we've done most of it, so I'll just give you the end of it. Although it may be politically and socially easier for Rumble to join a cancel culture mob, doing so would be a violation of our company's values and mission we emphatically reject the UK's Parliament's demands. Well said, Chris Pavlovsky. Wow. All right, so let me ask you guys in the chat. Put a one in the chat if you think Rumble did the right thing in its response to the UK government. Put a two in the chat if Rumble is doing the wrong thing and they should bow down to the demands of Dynage, Dame Dynage, DD. Wonder what Matthew Steeples is going to be telling us about this tomorrow. At 5 p.m. UK time. We're also still getting the tour in motion. Fear not, the tour is coming. I think in a couple of months. So we've got Marty McFly's got a two on YouTube. And everyone else has got a one. Unanimously ones, except for a, someone's put an alternative number in that made me giggle. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go over. Here we go. H yeah, good point. You know, I join Rumble after that. YouTube will fade out for me. That's HVA pouch. But Google is so big. And it's, you know, it's it's the place to be if you want to get the traffic. Many people have tried to splinter off from YouTube. And their traffic has just fallen to a minuscule amount of what it was on YouTube. But I'm told there are some quite big successes on Rumble now. And the share price has fallen down to $5. So if you do believe in Rumble, now might be a good time because... The shares were a lot higher than that. I think they got into the teens at one point. All right, so we're going to do a roundup of the news. And Ron Swanson, one of my co-hosts, he's watching the Channel 4 Dispatches program today. I'm going to try and get Ron Swanson on tonight to give his reaction. Again, on this channel, we have a range of viewpoints. Steeples is coming on tomorrow. He's not a fan of Russell. So he's probably going to give a completely different viewpoint. All right, so next news story. 
that's come out in the past 24 hours. And again, you know, we discussed this in the panels last night that the association with Jimmy Savile seems to add less weight to the case against him and more weight to them scandalizing him by branding him as a new version of Jimmy. And this article today is reiterating and trying to keep in all of our minds the parallel. This is from the Mail. Police unit set up after Jimmy Savile scandal to probe Russell Brand case as another woman comes forward to claim he, quote, switched and became very nasty when she refused him beep in a locked dressing room. Wow. So... Officers from the Specialist Unit, Operation Hydrant, which became the Hydrant Program in July 2022, has confirmed that it is supporting the Met Police in its inquiries against Russell Brand. The National Hub, coordinating inquiries into historical abuse, was set up in 2014 after the Jimmy Savile scandal. So again, they're just constantly trying to tie Savile into the situation with Brand. Since the Channel 4 program, another alleged SA was reported to the Met Police, which claims to have taken place in Soho three years before the four allegations dated 2006-2013. So, a spokesman for the Hydrant program told the Times, we are working with the Metropolitan Police in support of their response to recent allegations and would urge any victim or survivor who feels ready to report any allegations of SA to come forward and speak to officers. So they're desperately trying to get more accusers to come forward here. These officers worked as part of the operation had collected more than 9,300 alleged suspects by March 2022. 250 of these were people of a public prominence making up to 3% of everyone who had been notified to the organisation. So in the Savile investigation, 9,300 alleged suspects and 250 with public prominence. That's absolutely mind-blowing, isn't it? If they're putting these same resources on Russell, that seems insane. But there are rumours that a couple of other big names from the comedy circuit, they're going to be targeted next. Allegations are going to come out next. Of the 250 people with a public prominence... 58 were from TV, film, radio. 40 were from the world of sport. 37 were national or local politicians. And a further 30 were from the music industry. Good grief, I'd love to read that list. Savile's reign of terror dated back to 1959 when he R-worded a 13-year-old and then attacks happened in corridors, canteens, staircases, dressing rooms of every BBC 
premises. Yep, they harboured the monster for many, many years, and even when it was all coming out, they were planning to do some kind of Christmas uh, celebration, and they tried to stop it from coming out. This is how sick these people are. So, other vile crimes exposed by about Savile were the R word of a virgin in a hotel and a 15-year-old work experience girl he met in a BBC canteen over a cup of tea. Good grief. 21 of his victims were age 15 or younger, the youngest being eight, while young boys, including an eight-year-old, were also preyed on. And this is the monster... They're trying to make out that Russell Brand is. Wow. So this other allegation that's come forward, they're claiming that Russell locked her in his dressing room and pinned her to his sofa with a glazed look on his face. Now, I'm finding this reputation of glazed not a corroborative thing. I'm finding it a repetitious thing whereby it seems that words are being used you know when words start going around someone's reported as a certain thing other people are just reading stories in the news and using the exact same words that, that's just bringing even more suspicious as far as i'm concerned it's not it's not confirming that this is true because they're using that same word once words are circulated in the media, it's so easy for people to just repeat them. There are cases of people who are in prison who've read articles about crimes, they've memorized the words, memorized the descriptions, and managed to either make up stories about witnessing things to try and get out of prison, and some of them have even achieved this just by copying what's been said in media articles. It was a thing that Nick Yaris tried to do to get out of trouble and it backfired because he ended up getting convicted for life of the R word and the murder of a victim of the R. But he'd seen the article and he repeated the words, quoted, added some more of his own to say he'd witnessed it. Just as a dumb young person who was an addict... All right, so let's go back to this alleged incident in 2008 when, the, when he was 33. It's supposed to happened after a gig in West London. She claims he asked her and a friend to perform beep acts on each other and he held her down and kissed her on the neck after she tried to push him off. I was trying to push him off and saying, I have to go, I have to find my friend, she told the son. He was kissing me on my neck and holding me down. Something in him switched and he became very nasty very fast. He started saying, don't you know who I am? Why wouldn't you want to do this? Look, if that's true, that's absolutely despicable. We're not condoning any of this behavior. We're just suspicious as to why this is all coming out now when he's become this guy that's got almost 30 million followers on socials and he's outspoken about elite corruption. It, it just seems coincidental. Irrespective of whether he's guilty or not, it just seems like it has been used 
to shut him up. And the fact that they're trying to, the UK government is trying to boot him off Rumble is, is making me even more suspicious that they're just trying to shut him up. At this point, when you know it's going to be a while before we find out whether he's innocent or guilty if it does go to court. But at this point, actions such as the UK government's are just making people's eyebrows raise even more. I know Andrew Gold, he was sceptical of Rumble a couple of nights ago. And then when this news came out yesterday night, Andrew Gold posted that his eyebrows are raising now and he's wondering what the hell's going on. Who has the right to tell someone that they cannot be on Rumble? A government official. Ridiculous. All right, so the Times and Sunday Times have, have claimed that several will come forward with undisclosed allegations about Russell's behavior during the early 2000s. This is after the Channel 4 program erred. It is understood that the investigation spoke to more women than the four featured in the documentary, but the others decided that they did not want to take part. These latest allegations, which the newspaper says have not been investigated, but will now be rigorously checked, follow the accusations from four women, including one who claims she was essayed by him during a three-month relationship when she was 16 and still at school. Again, disgusting behaviour. If it is true, you know, and if, especially if the allegation of the R word is true, my opinion will be changed about him. But that's not going to happen until this goes to court and we hear his side of what's really happened. We can't just go off the anonymous words of the words of four anonymous individuals so last night comedian Catherine ryan appeared to allude to the claims made against her for um he was the comedy central's roast battle co-judge at a set in cambridge ryan 40 fired shots at russell about his alleged beep misconduct while recording but they were cut out of the final production sources working on the production of said roast battle was the last major TV show Brand appeared in in the UK. Ryan had previously said she told a comedian to his face that he was a beep, beep, and the accusations made against this person were an open secret. The comedian added in an interview with Louis Thoreau that she had confronted the man when they worked together on television again and again. So his back catalogue is being wiped off the face of the earth including Channel 4 streaming service, iPlayer, after Tim Davey, BBC director. So the director of the BBC, which harboured Savile, which even when the news is breaking, tried to suppress it, what gives them the moral authority to try and wipe all of Russell's stuff off the face of the earth when he's not even been convicted in a court of law. How are these entities... Oh, thank you for the super chat, L. How are these entities at the top of government and the top of media? What divine right do they have based on allegations to take these measures? They don't. You know, if a... 
trial is, happens and he's found guilty of the R word, shut him down. By all means, we hate people who commit the R word on this channel. We have a passion for exposing these monsters. But this all seems as if, based on allegations, they've empowered themselves to completely destroy Russell Brand's life. Madness. Speaking at the Royal Television Society Cambridge Convention on Wednesday, Mr Davey, who for a short time was in charge of BBC Radio when Russell was still there, was asked whether he regretted more was not done at the time to find out about Russell's behaviour. Which is bizarre because they were paying him to be a, a shock jock guy who was cracking misogynistic jokes. It was touchy-feely with people on camera. They were paying him to behave like that. What, what you know, was the director of the BBC during Savile's decades and decades of committing these types of crimes? Was that person or people, were they ever held accountable? No, I doubt it very much. They probably got promotions. The BBC boss said he wasn't aware of the serious allegations against Russell before the comedian resigned over the Andrew Sachs scandal. Said, I can always look back with hindsight when you hear things coming out and you go, could you have done more? We're all asking those questions. It just seems the same old BS. They pretend to clean house and to be sorry. They bring dinage in. <laughs> And Dynage, whatever she's doing. <laughs> you better watch out. She's like the, um, what's it, Pulp Fiction, they got Mr. Wolf, the cleanup guy. She's like, for the media, Dynage is like Mr. Wolf from Pulp Fiction for these people. <laughs> the BBC chief defended the probe saying the BBC did a rigorous piece of work on the situation which led to significant departures <laughs> talking about the aftermath of the sex scandal so both he and Channel 4 boss Alex Mahon were at the event on Wednesday raised concerns that this type of behaviour may still exist in parts of the broadcasting industry no surprise there Schofield etc Mr. Davey said, I'd echo Alex's words that I thought were extremely well put, which is, I think we just can't be complacent. <laughs> I love this fake morality. And this is not an issue that can be just put down as wholly historic, if I'm honest. In her speech to the convention, Channel 4 boss Alex said, the brand allegations show that terrible behavior towards women has been historically tolerated in the industry. Well, look at the bloody Benny Hill shows. I think they were BBC. Showing pervy old men chasing women around in lingerie, slapping their behinds. You're not kidding that that terrible behaviour towards women has been historically tolerated. It's been broadcast and promoted. All right. That's two or three of the news stories of the past 24 hours. Pertaining to Russell Brand, there's more. 
We've got this one's come out. Katy Perry's alarming nickname for Russell Brand is revealed amid the allegations. Put in the chat if you can guess what Katy Perry's alarming nickname for Russell Brand was. Let's see if anyone can guess it. Put it in the chat. It's not Jimmy or Mr. Savile. I'll tell you what it is in a second. Let's see. Wherever you are watching this in the world, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Yep, you got it right away. It wasn't Wolf. David Wallings has got it. sausage on dog. <laughs> We've got, let me see. Um, David was the first to guess it. Well done, David. You can have a free, any of my books free from Amazon, directly from Amazon. Send me an email. Email is on my website, contact box, seanatwood.com. Send me an email, pick a book, one of my books, but not, what is it? Sit downs with gangsters, I can't do that. I've not got any of them. But all the other ones, I can, uh, I'll send you one of them. Well done, David, for putting it up first. Rara Rasputin, lover of the Russian queen. That Boney M song was resurrected, wasn't it? Was it on TikTok? So Rasputin, which means, oh, thank you for the super chat, HJ. And I hope you saw Ziggy yesterday at the beginning of Outward Unleashed. And he's looking cute in his little dapper outfit. All right. Rasputin means debauched one in Russian as the historical figure known for seducing women. He had major influence in the Russian court during the 1900s, but was known as Russia's greatest love machine. <laughs> when Piers revealed the nickname to Russell, the star was filled by the label. The couple, of course, were married back in October 2010, but he filed for divorce in December 2011, just 14 months after their marriage. Hearing the nickname Rasputin, Russell said he was a pretty powerful bloke. He could manipulate folk with his eyes. And then the mail adds to that. Alleged victims have noted the glazed look in Russell's eyes. Showing the moments of the alleged beep beep. Well, if you're on cocktails of illegal substances and alcohol... And God knows what else. You're going to have a glazed look in your eye. I don't know if it's from the DNA of Rasputin or from him going on the rampage on binges. On chemicals. Right. Rasputin was said to have eased the Tsar Nicholas II's son who had haemophilia when he had uncontrollable bleeding. Bran said to Piers, Morgan, I like Rasputin. He was all right, wasn't he? A mad monk with magical, mystical powers, having it off with everyone, drinking and getting into fights. <laughs> Meanwhile, out of the court, he said that beep with Rasputin had a healing effect and he was rumoured to be having an affair with the Tsar's wife, Alexandra. So far, Katy Perry has remained silent on the allegations surrounding Russell. 
who is vehemently denying the claims. Pierce revealed how he tried to interview Russell's ex-wife at a vanity fur party in Washington, D.C. back in 2013. But Katie hadn't been ready to talk about the breakdown of the marriage at the time, but reportedly said, because you'll get the truth out of me, and I'm just not ready to tell you the truth. In fact, I'm not sure I'm ready to admit the truth to myself. You Brits are all the same, so damn confident trouble is. I find that irresistible. I love Brits. Well, not all of them. Not Rasputin, obviously. <laughs> Katie continued posting unrelated content on her social media. She is yet to address the brand allegations. She told Vogue earlier in the month, I felt a lot of responsibility for it ending, but then I found out the real truth, which I can't necessarily disclose because I keep it locked in my safe for a rainy day. It was Tuesday night this week. She posted on Instagram for the first time since Channel 4 Dispatches. She didn't mention Russell. She shared photos of her new line of cowboy boots including a picture of herself on a scooter with the caption, Scooting and Booting. <laughs> She's keeping a dignified silence on the matter after previously saying she knew the truth about Russell Brand. Speaking to Vogue, she said, He's a very smart man and I was in love with him when I married him. Let's just say I haven't heard from him since he texted me saying he was divorcing me December 31st, 2011. Text message breakups... Really poor etiquette, Russell. Really rude. This has come back to bite you in the arse. Never burn bridges with your exes. That's my advice. All right, next news story. We've got Lorraine Kelly quit social media a day after recalling how Russell Brand called her a beep in an uncomfortable 2007 TV appearance. The 63-year-old presenter announced she was signing off the platform as she needed a break. The appearance was on the Graham Norton show back in 2007. She put up morning having a Twitter break. It's all gone a bit dark. Find me on at blah, blah, blah for mostly cute photos of my dog. And her fans took to the comment section telling the TV favourite they were sad she was going but could understand. One wrote, don't blame you but it's a shame that you need to. And I have to say I agree with you, Lorraine X. Totally agree, said another. Came hours after Lorraine had revealed that Russell had called, called her the S word. That ends with a T during a TV chat show in 2007. Referring to the joint appearance on the Graham Norton show, she admitted that's uncomfortable to watch that now, which is a disgusting thing for Russell to have said to her. I agree with her. On a Wednesday morning ITV show, Lorraine was joined by ITV UK news editor Paul Brand, Mirror editor Alison Phillips, to discuss the latest headlines around Russell. She recalled her multiple TV appearances with Russell. She said, I interviewed him a lot over that time when he was in the public eye. I usually got the charming Russell, the flirty Russell, but I have been doing this a long time and I would like to think there was a tiny bit of respect there maybe, although this happened. 
She then heard a clip of him and Bran together on the show, Graham Norton. He touched her leg in the clip and exclaimed, Oh my God, you're wearing suspenders. I have been in other films, but none of that matters. Now I know Lorraine Kelly is a beep. In the studio, Lorraine said, That's uncomfortable to watch now. That now is absolutely is. Obviously, for the record, I was not wearing suspenders at all. He was laughing. I was laughing. It's difficult to looking back on it now, and I probably would have said something. But it's an entertainment show. That was his shtick. That's what he was not just doing, but actively encouraged to do. Actively encouraged to do by Channel 4, by the BBC, by all of these media entities that were paying him to behave the way they're criticising him for now and trying to destroy his life for now. Total inversion. And that's a quote from her. It's not that long ago, not really. I do wonder if I would have put up with that now. I do wonder if we are in a different place now and if it even would have been erred. Well... Russell Brand is also in a different place now and it would not have even been tried. I assume. Alright, so next news story. Got a couple more here. And like I said earlier, Ron Swanson's watching the Channel 4 dispatches today. Hoping to get him on tonight to go over whatever more news comes out between now and then and to answer your viewer questions and get his perspective. And then we've got Steeples, 5pm UK tomorrow. That's going to be a fun one because it's also going to be part of our 800,000 subscribers celebration. We are 200 subscribers away from 800,000. So if you are watching and you've not subscribed, tip us over that big number, please. All right, so here we go. Sarah Vine... No army has ever matched the mass ranks of keyboard warriors backing Russell Brand online. I fear he may end up becoming an even bigger monster. Wow. We're not allowed to have an opinion that does not dovetail with the opinion of Sarah Vine. Otherwise, we are conspiracy theory crackpots and... Part of the ranks of the keyboard warriors encouraging him to become a bigger monster. <laughs> Postponed, cancelled, suspended. The RB scandal is following a now familiar trajectory. First, the world reacts to growing accusations of beep, beep and beep. Since the C4 doc and newspaper investigation, more women have come forward to make complaints. But Russell Brand's promoters, publishers, former colleagues, and even some members of his own family, how dare they? Although not his father, who gave his son his first taste of depravity by paying for him to lose his virginity to an escort, distance themselves from the disgraced star. Good grief. I can feel the venom oozing off the page as she was writing this one. Of these, by far the most significant is YouTube. Yesterday, the streaming platform announced it was stopping Brand from making money from his 6.6 .6 million subs who earn him up to a million a year. 
And then she quotes the policy about the ecosystem. Very vague. Curious, however, YouTube has not said that it will take down any of his content or whether it will prevent him from uploading further videos. Russell seems free to continue releasing new films, protesting his innocence, like the one he put out last Friday, ahead of these allegations being made public. How dare you defend yourself, Russell? <laughs> Just topple over and don't object to what's going on around you. In other words, the firm is not banning him, just banning him from making money. That is an interesting approach. And they're not quite banning him from making all money because he can easily put sponsored ads on those videos and make up for the off fall that he's suffered. In the past, people in Russell's situation, accused of heinous crimes and convicted in the court of public opinion before a single arrest has been made, have been obliterated on social media. <laughs> Yet Russell Brand's subscribers keep going up day after day. What does that tell you, author of this article? That in a democratic poll where people can vote with their subs, the majority don't believe the full extent of what has been alleged against him. And that the majority are of the impression, especially with the letter to Rumble, that there's a bigger agenda at play. And we had a variety of viewpoints on the channel yesterday, at the roundtables one and two. We're going to put them out as separate clips. And we had all men on the first one, and we had mostly females on the second one. And then steeples tomorrow. In the case of Twitter, their accounts were suspended or banned outright. And the same is true across meta platforms, Facebook and Instagram. It's all part of the guilty until proven innocent culture that has taken hold over the past few years. But not this time. Brand's Twitter is up and running with its 11.2 million followers. 3.8 on Insta. Facebook 5.9 mil. 2.3 on TikTok. YouTube are rising rapidly to 30 mil, which is almost half the UK population. Of course, there may be a degree of overlap and people who follow other people don't always do it because they agree with them, more because they just want to know what they're up to. But even if you discount all that, the man still has the kind of traction that any politician would sell their firstborn for and throw in their granny for free. <laughs> <laughs> And by the way, I'm not defending Brand, says the article. As I've said in the past, as far back as 2013, in fact, when I first started writing, I've always thought him a loathsome Lothario. I found it mystifying that the clever, beautiful, successful women such as Jemima Khan and Kate Moss would even entertain such a low life, let alone marry him, as Katy Perry did. As my daughter said to me the other day when the first story first broke, Mum! He's a man who wears black eyeliner. What more do you need to know? And she is right. This whole idea that this pred was somehow hiding in plain sight is complete nonsense. He wasn't hiding. He was very obviously, and at every opportunity, signalling his highly handsy nature. There are endless clips and quotes to prove it. And he was getting paid by Channel 4 and the BBC 
and any other media entity that could get his hands on him to behave thusly. Thus, they contributed to the creation of this debaucherous caricature. The scandal is why so many were seduced by his tawdry charm and why he was allowed to become so powerful in the entertainment world. Ed Miliband was kissing his bum to try and get votes. It was all part of a nasty, naughty lad culture in which anyone who didn't get the joke was considered a stuffy old reactionary. Then she goes into the Sasha Gate affair, which we've already covered. And then we go over to Marina Hind of The Guardian, no less, wrote a, telling, a piece telling Bailey, Georgina, Sax's granddaughter, please just let it go. They were total scumbags, but it's over. She concluded that the world can now be divided into people who genuinely think caring about this beep is important and people you might wish to know socially. So much for the sisterhood, eh? Continuing the article. Personally, I wouldn't even have gotten a lift on my own with Brand. But can you really blame women for thinking he was safe to be around when not only did a major political party offer him its unflinching seal of approval, but so too did widely respected and influential commentators and even grand old auntie herself. When trying to work out who is dangerous, isn't it normal to trust the people who have been endorsed by respected publicly funded organisations? No good clutching your pearls now, Miliband, the BBC, Hyde et al. Those about turn headline in yesterday's Guardian was the brave victims of Russell Brand's misogyny deserve full support. But they were part of the culture that enabled him in the first place. Absolutely. Great highlighting the utter hypocrisy of what's going on here. Continuing the article. This is why I think YouTube and the rest are making a mistake. You either think these allegations warrant censure or you don't. Silicon Valley can't have it both ways. Keep the clicks but ditch the beep, but then perhaps even they can't discount or for that matter control the power of their own creation. Yes, BBC, Channel 4, you let the genie out of the bottle and now you're the divinely inspired barometers of morality that we must all bow down to and worship the inversion of your morals from the Savile and Benny Hill era. Continuing the article, Brand spent years carefully cultivating a cult-like following. We hear that over and over again, the cult-like following, and the followers are conspiracy theorist lovers, and he is a conspiracy theorist crank. Who knows, perhaps he anticipated something like this would eventually come his way and cleverly decided to build himself an insurance policy. Oh, come on, get real. The people were saying he built his following because he knew this was coming so he could insulate himself. Well, if he knew it was coming, he wouldn't have had the complete and utter lock, look of shock and trauma on his face when he did the video on Friday of a man who's just been, whose life has been completely derailed out of the clear blue when he's settled down with a family He's doing his yoga and he's got two kids and another on the way. <sighs> I don't believe that. 
Whether you think your supporters are cranks or conspiracy theorists or simply open-minded, curious individuals who believe in freedom of expression. Yes! Finally, they are legion. They dwarf any TV or newspaper audience. No army in history has ever matched the massed ranks of keyboard warriors ready to support Russell online. Even the most cursory glance at the messages on his YouTube channel confirm this. We're going to look at some of the messages. Say, stay strong and stay free from tr Truth Teller. Don't let them stop you. There are messages upon messages of defiance and encouragement. An unfailing belief that these accusations are nothing more than a conspiracy by the mainstream to bring down a brave man, indeed a martyr to the truth, whose only crime has been to expose the sinister forces supposedly running the world. <laughs> and while they may not quite be ready to take up arms in defence of their leader, they are by no means all loners cowering in their mum's basements. Either glamorous TV presenter Beverly Turner who presents a daily breakfast show on GB News, alongside my colleague Andrew Pierce, have robustly defended Brand, calling him a hero and saying he stood up for ordinary people for the disenfranchised and forgotten. Agree with that. It all reminds me rather awkwardly of another charismatic populist with an eye for the ladies and a tendency to dismiss any criticism of questionable behaviour as being part of a conspiracy to bring him down. Donald Trump. And then she continues, a man whose followers so resented his removal from office via the democratic process that they beep, 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 can't even say this stuff now. The more he comes under attack, the more they love him. Judging from the past few days, Brand is very similar. He may or may not be guilty of the crimes of which he is accused, but it may also be that he, this no longer matters in telling their stories, his alleged victims might have hoped to finally obtain some sort of justice. The tragedy is they may find they've simply ended up creating an even bigger monster. So that was a new story that's come out. An op-ed piece from Sir Ravine. All right, there's one more from Hitchens. And... Um, Trying to have a serious argument with Russell Brand is like playing chess with a squirrel. Why was he given a place in the national debate? <laughs> I already knew him of old during our first encounter at London Debate on Drugs. Cheered by Emily Maitlis, I had teased him about his silly hat and referred to him as an alleged comedian. I thought that a person who enjoyed mocking others such as poor Andrew Sachs might be used to it himself. I tried to get him to say if he had been responsible for his own drug taking, but instead I received a verbal explosion. But I, I was bigoted. The mail on Sunday was bigoted, and I peddled hatred and lacked love for other human beings. There was the usual accusation of racial prejudice. The audience at the debate loved it, and the encounter ended with the unmistakable sound of North London liberals baying for more. Now here we are again debating drugs and the law under the chairmanship of the BBC's Stephanie Flanders. Not that it mattered that he was losing the argument. Mr Brand was the one who had been asked to make a series of programmes on the subject and I wasn't. 
I was the one who had written and published a critical history of British drug laws since the 1960s. And he had written a volume called My Bucky Wock. He was also the one who knew how to rip his shirt. Or on this occasion, I think, his jeans. Not long before, Mr. Brand had been invited to give evidence, cowboy hat, rip shirt and all to the House of Commons Home Affairs Select Committee. And I love the video of that. Check it out if you can watch it on YouTube. That was one of the moments that made Russell Brand go up in my estimation. When he addresses the House of, Common Home, of Commons Home Affairs Select Committee. All right, continuing with Hitchens. I had the strong impression that its members were keener to hear from him than they were from me and my two colleagues, Mary Brett and Kathy Geingel, increasingly long opponents of the weakening of the drug laws. Brand had in 2008 distinguished himself with his horrible prank with Jonathan Ross, blah, 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 Sachs, blah, blah, blah. I've already covered that enough times. Yet four years later, the same Russell was commissioned by another part of the BBC to make a major documentary series about drugs. Apparently because he'd once taken them. Brand, in Hitchin's view, is not stupid, though he is ill-informed and very bad at arguing. He makes much use of his teeth, burying them as he jeers. His voice, if you challenge him, is very strange. Is he going to throw in about the glazed eyes? <laughs> it is a sort of rising hedge trimmer wine when, when he's talking to you. Then it is a disturbing baby talk simper. Disturbing because this is issuing from a grown man and he is trying to ingratiate himself either with you, the presenter, or the audience. He may be conscious of this. He once called me without any obvious justification, a peculiar child. But I remember thinking the term applied much more to him. I had a Twitter spat with Hitchens once and I called him an anachronism. He is especially contemptuous towards anyone older than him. I was struck during his appearance before the Home Affairs Committee by his attitude towards the oldest member, the very spry and sharp David Winnick, then aged nearly 80. Winnick very properly rebuked Brand for being flippant, saying, it is not quite a variety show, Mr. Brand. And then he slashed back like an irritated cat, displaying an unpleasant smirk, and once again demonstrating that he was not as nice as he looked. He chose a direct sneer about Winnick's age, saying, you are providing a little bit of variety, though. You are making it more like Dad's army. Oh, dear. <laughs> Much of Russell's testimony was verbal porridge. Here's an answer he gave to a Tory MP who had, in fact, asked someone else whether ignoring drug offences might make matters worse. Brand jumped in and emitted the following. Being arrested isn't a lesson. It is just an administrative blip. You need, to you need to demonstrate an awareness of the situation. Yes, of course, in many ways, the disease of the condition of addiction does exacerbate. And if you start taking drugs, it is likely you will take worse drugs. And if you are taking expensive drugs, you will end up committing crime. But again, mate, what we need to identify is a degree of authenticity and compassion in the way we deal with this problem. Otherwise, you just seem like you don't know what you are talking about. And Hitchens is saying that is gibberish, and it's not gibberish. If you read Chasing the Scream by Johan Harry, who was the, I think he was working with Russell Brand on the Trues back 
before all of this latest, the re-rise of Russell on YouTube, the resurrection. People, especially the mentally ill and addicts, are human beings commoditized into warehouses for private prisons who are making tens of billions a year in contracts, taxpayer money, our money, and the tens of millions are getting kicked down to the politicians as political contributions to keep it rolling. Human beings are commodities. And what are they doing in these warehouses? The staff members are bringing the illegal substances in and the whole day revolves around getting high. How on earth is that helping society? Russell is calling for addiction to be moved over to mental health so these poor souls can get cancelled. Thanks to the Super Chat Rita, can get cancelled and encouraged to get off the substances. Look at the success Portugal had when they got the health teams talking to the addicts who were no longer afraid because the brown had been decriminalized. Okay, Hitchens continues. Note the mixture of long, pretentious words and the pseudo-friendly use of the word mate. Arguing seriously with such a person is like trying to play chess with a squirrel, which might move the occasional piece without any real idea what it was doing. But at the next moment will overturn the board scattering the pawns, kings and queens, and chattering shrilly as it does so. So, he's trying to use a literary device here to present his case against Russell, but it doesn't match up. Playing chess with a squirrel does not match up. I have seen him taken seriously. I meet people quite often who do take him seriously. And that's why I'm a bit proud that on that August night, Russell tried so hard to put me off my stride and failed. Once again, there was the molasses-like sentimentality about how we should feel more compassion. Calling me mate, then the patronizing dismissal calling me antiquated and accusing me of foghorn madness from bygone times. <laughs> I quite like that. Oh, nice one, Russell. Then it came, the baby voice was fully deployed. The teeth were fully displayed. I have learned to love you, Peter. And in a minute, I'm going to give you such a kiss on the lips. I'm going to challenge you on a few other of your prejudices. He never got near me, I am pleased to report. I asked then, as I ask now, why such a person is given such a powerful place in the national debate. The answer, I think, lies in the astonishing power of celebrity over those deprived of any real hope in life. In our society, what would once have been a comfortable, secure way of life is incredibly hard to obtain. Education has failed, the economy offers little, but now low pay and high rents. Celebs are like us, yet they are rich. The more they are, the more we love their success and the more we listen to them. The older voices of education, research, skill, experience are just crabby, Victorian, outdated. Unless we can do something pretty radical about it, the future belongs to Russell or someone like him. Well, Hitchens, the gatekeepers of the mainstream media have been slayed by the internet. Because now people can vote 
by following, subscribing, liking, sharing. And that's why Russell Brand's followers from a global population are a mass multiple of what yours are, Mr. Hitchens. And that is democracy in action. If you were saying things that resonated with the modern people, you too would rise among the ranks on the social media platforms. But I don't see that happening. And Russell, since Saturday, his following is just increasing. Tens of thousands a day, subscribers being added on YouTube. Right, we're trying to get... See if Ron, um, Ron Swanson will come on tonight to go over any further breaking news and get his reaction because he's watching In Plain Sight today. We've got Matthew Steeples at 5 tomorrow. If any news breaks overnight, I'll try and get on early afternoon tomorrow. I'm just going to give a few shout-outs in the chat and see what people are saying. Um, if you, I'm going to look at the chat now. I've not been able to check it out because of the concentration on the news stories. But I'm curious. Let me know in the chat, what are your thoughts about Caroline Dynage, the dame, writing to Rumble? And what are your thoughts about Rumble's response to the dame? Also, we have got our interview with... Steve Proctor, a rave DJ who was falsely accused of the R word. And we interviewed him for five hours and his life was ruined and he was exonerated in court. Right, here we go. We've got... I want to address this because there is a lot of comments like this, a message coming in. As the father of a daughter who was brutally assaulted by her boyfriend who denied the accusation and then spent a year in jail for giving her a permanent brain injury oh my god that's disgusting i have to wonder why you're promoting brand as the victim so todd my heart absolutely goes out to you we've interviewed over a thousand people on this channel and many of those people have survived assaults by boyfriends ex-boyfriends stalkers people who commit the r word and our mission statement on this channel is to expose these beasts. But at the end, you're saying I'm promoting Brand as the victim? I've never ever once said that Russell Brand is a victim of anything. I've said that his behavior in the past that has been financially rewarded by these media entities that are taking him down has made him a victim of his success but I've never portrayed him to be a victim when it comes to allegations of the R word and the allegations pertaining to this 16-year-old girl. What I have said, and I shall repeat, is that there is a presumption of innocence. These are very serious allegations. I'm not taking any weight away from them. And they need to be fully processed in a court of law. It's unfair for someone who is in a pre-trial, if it does get to the trial level, because of the allegations that have gone to the London Met Police, it is unfair for the interests of somebody to be shut down in a pre-trial phase when there's a presumption of innocence and 
he needs to get his side of the story out there. We've not heard his side of the story. All we heard, all we got was that little video he put out on Friday night. And Todd, you know, again, my heart absolutely goes out to you. I've just had a little baby here. If anything happened to him, you know, I, I would want to go way beyond, you know, taking the person to court. And a father's natural instinct is to protect their child. And that's why on this channel in particular, we focus on monsters who commit these kind of crimes. And we've into dozens of survivors. And that, that's one of the themes, you know. All right, just having a look if there's any more comments that I would like to address. Or let's see, any more comments that were about the uh, the rumble thing as well. If there's any of those in there, let's have a look. You may, you, you need, yeah, everybody needs to be careful. That is why, again, you know, we're having a number of people coming on the channel. We had, what, a dozen people on the channel last night. Not all supporting Russell Brand. We've got Matthew Steeples coming on the channel tomorrow night. He's not a fan of Russell Brand. I have no idea what Steeples is going to say when he, come on, he comes on the channel at 5 p.m. tomorrow night. When there is a situation like this, we have got to analyze every single angle. Um, let's have a look. Well done, Rumble. Cheers to Stephen Abbott, friend of mine on Facebook. Hope you're doing well, my friend. Yep, exactly. Dynage should not get involved in this until it goes to court. The R word stands for people who are, you know, who force things upon women. Some people are asking what the R word means. Thank you, Daisy. It was so lovely to see Ziggy last night. Yep. Thank you. Um, we'll be bringing him back on at some point. He had a really cute outfit. If people didn't see him, he came on at the beginning of Atwood Unleashed last night. Two dogs. It only comes down to money. Russell made money for BBC and Channel 4. That's all that mattered to them. They probably hid, ignored, and turned a blind eye to anything he was doing. He made their money. You know, and we know for years that they knew about Schofield. And it, they, they want to squeeze every last penny out of somebody... And then when it comes out, they did what they did. They say they had no idea. But until it comes out, all they care about is the public finding out about it. Once the public find out about it, then they bring in Dynage. Then they apologize and say steps are going to be taken and offer therapy to the survivors. She needs to butt out. What's the response? Well, at the very beginning of this, I did do a news story about the response, but I will reread the response right now. This is a response from Rumble. Today we received an extremely disturbing letter from a committee chair in the UK Parliament. While Rumble obviously deplores SA, R and all serious crimes and believes that both alleged victims and the accused are entitled to a full and serious investigation, it is vital to note that recent allegations against Russell have nothing to do with content on Rumble's platform. Just yesterday YouTube announced that based solely on the, these media accusations, it was barring Mr. Brand from monetizing his video content. Rumble stands for very different values. We have devoted ourselves to the vital cause of defending a free internet, meaning an internet where no one arbitrarily dictates which ideas can or cannot be heard, or which citizens may or may not be entitled to a platform. 
We regard it as deeply inappropriate and dangerous that the UK Parliament would attempt to control who is allowed to speak on our platform or to earn a living from doing so. Singling out an individual and demanding his ban is even more disturbing given the absence of any connection between the allegations and his content on Rumble. We don't agree with the behaviour of many Rumble creators, but we refuse to penalise them for actions that have nothing to do with our platform. Although it may be politically and socially easier for Rumble to join a cancel culture mob, doing so will be a violation of our company's values and mission. We emphatically reject the UK's Parliament's demands. So there you go. Rumble will not succumb to cancel culture and all of this pressure to take away people's freedom of speech. Oh, thanks, Short Order Cook. Honestly, I am... I've never seen you happy, Sean, with little Ziggy and Rams. You just light up. I'm twitching right now to get off the stream and go and give him a hug and give him a bounce and a burp. <laughs> never done, done the, the, the burping. There's a lot to it. You got to got to bounce them and get that burp out. It can take quite a few minutes. <laughs> All right. Much love and respect wherever you are in the world. Check out our steeples one tomorrow. Check out our Swanson one tonight. Look forward to chatting with you guys more. Take care.